Thanks for listening to the Dearest Doula podcast. I'm your host, Natalie Sines, and this is Season 2, Episode 3. Welcome, dearest doula community. I'm really excited to introduce you to my next guest. She is a doula and the owner of Nest Mother Baby Services, currently serving clients in the state of Connecticut. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to this to the show, Jesse Marr. How are you, Jesse? I'm doing great. Thanks, Natalie. Oh, great. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show today. And I know I've given our listeners just a really brief introduction, but why don't you take a minute to tell us a little more about yourself? Sure. Um, I am from Connecticut, and I have been working with children for a really long time. I've been a nanny for 15 years. Um, I got into birth work about a few years ago. I'm still, I still actually consider myself a nula <laughs> um, because I, I've sort of taken my time getting into it. Although at my first birth, I did consider myself a, a doula. I, I. I'm ready to be a doula. I'm just working on the business end at this point. <laughs> oh, sure. Aren't we all? Gosh. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for sharing that bit about yourself. And sure. before we dive into your origin story today, I'd really like to take a moment to challenge you to share the short and sweet of what it is you do. Now, I'm sure you've heard this on the show before. I yes, just I love have. to hear people's elevator speeches, right? Because I, I think that's something I know I'm continually polishing and working on as a doula. And so just getting that in insight into what you would say when you've met somebody who's never heard of what a doula does, um, how you'd explain that in around 10 seconds or less. I'd love to hear your little version on that. Sure. Absolutely. Well, I like to use my business name, NEST, as an acronym. Mm -hmm. uh, the short and sweet is I nurture, educate, support, and tend to mamas in their and their families during the childbearing years through uh, pregnancy, birth, and postpartum. Oh, that is so cool. I love that. I think that's Thank a great you. way to, to, you know, really get them to remember your name or your business name and then to come across with that message of what doulas do. So awesome job on that. Great. Thank you. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> so what I'd like to do next is go ahead and have you dive into your origin story with us. I just think those are always so inspiring to listen to and to how other birth workers found their calling and are now um, serving as birth workers. So if you would wouldn't mind sharing that with us. Be sure to include what you were doing before you became a birth worker and if anything was holding you back and then especially what the whole transition point was like. We'd love to hear that. Sure, sure. Um, well, I think my career as a nanny and in combination with uh, going to massage school, I, so I, I nannied for 10 years in California and then I moved back home to Connecticut and um, I went to massage school. I still knew in the back of my mind that I wanted to be a doula, but I hadn't really pulled things together in the doula world yet. Um, but I think just the combination of being a nanny for so long and going to massage school really solidified my, my wanting to be a doula. Um, also really wanted to be a mama my entire life. <laughs> so I knew that wasn't you know too far off. And I, I just became a mom 12 and a half weeks ago. <laughs> so oh, congratulations. Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, yeah, and let's see, uh, I think all of that together, basically, um, I, I, I wanted to become a mom, and I think every all, all the things I learned as a nanny and all the things I was learning in massage school, and while I was at massage school, I was really focusing on um, reading all the, you know, childbirth books and kind of getting into that world without really getting into the world yet. So I really wanted to learn everything I could. It, 
experience um, and and experience everything I could through other mamas before it became my turn. Um, it really helped me prepare for the home birth that I had, the home water birth that I had with my daughter. Um, I think the things that held me back before was not feeling um, like prepared enough or not doula enough. Mm-hmm. Um, but once I attended my first birth, I knew that um, that's exactly what I wanted to be. Um, I think the thing that's holding me back now is the fact that I have my daughter and I can't imagine leaving her <laughs> more than an hour, you know, cause she's still, we're still exclusively breastfeeding. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. And I think the transition itself from, um, being a nanny to a doula, it, you know, it was pretty easy mm-hmm. in a lot of ways, even though I don't feel like I'm, I'm totally there yet. It just, the transition itself was easy because I feel like I'm just sort of coming at it from a different angle. Yeah, that's about it. Okay, awesome. Well, it sounds like you had a real natural progression from the nanny work into the doula work. And I wish you the best of luck in trying to navigate re-entering that world. Or I don't know if if you're taking clients right now. I know I'm not, and my my little one's nine weeks old in my arms right now. And and just the idea of re-entering it is kind of daunting, you know, because it's exactly, I'm in the same boat where we're exclusively breastfeeding and the idea of leaving her for more than an hour at a time. It's just, <laughs> I don't know. I know it's um, hard. Yeah. I'm sure we'll get there when we get there. So exactly. Yeah. yeah I'm not currently taking anybody, but I will be, um, soon. Awesome. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> well, um, what I'd like to do next is have you share a time where you really struggled as a birth worker. Like, we know birth work isn't all sunshine and daisies like anything else. It has these big ups and downs. And I find that those downs aren't often talked about. So especially for all those new and aspiring birth workers who might be listening, I'd love to give them this real world view of what this line of work can be like, but also making sure that we share how we're able to overcome these struggles and use them to our advantage, I think is also going to be really inspiring to our listeners. So Jesse, if you could share a time like that, we'd really appreciate it. Sure. Um, I think I still sort of struggle with it, but I'm, I'm working on it. Um, I kind of, uh, I'm obsessed with taking all the classes and taking, you know, and, and reading all the books, but the going and actually using it and, um, applying it is, is the harder part for me. And not that I haven't loved every birth that I've attended and and felt like I did a fantastic job, I think (laughs) with all the births that I've attended, but it's um it's the uh, not always feeling doula enough and maybe feeling like an imposter sometimes. Right. Um. Yeah. That ha- that part is really hard. Um. You know, I take the workshops and the classes, and I kind of keep building on that and not really focusing in on one thing at a time. That's that's definitely been my issue. Um. Also, just being you know twelve weeks postpartum now for me is I, I feel like I'm not even in it at all right now. You know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I know I'll come back to it. <laughs> so <laughs> what is one way that you've been able to overcome that struggle? I know that imposter syndrome uh, plays heavy on a lot of doulas and really anybody that's new to their career. I'm sure that we all go through this struggle and not even career-wise, even as a new mom, um, as a new wife or anything like that, you can struggle with worrying sure. that you're not enough and whether or not you're really capable of fulfilling that role, whatever it may be. So how are you currently coping with that and, and being able to overcome that imposter syndrome? Um, I think I spend a lot of time with other doulas mm-hmm. and every time I do that, I, I feel like built back up. Um, I, I just, I don't know. I have a really good connection with a lot of doulas in my area. And I think, um, you know, we get together all the time and 
talk about births, talk about experiences, talk about how we get clients and, and things like that. So I, that's right now, I think that's the only thing that's kind of, uh, that, that kind of keeps it together for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, also just once I get a client, I'm, I'm, I'm back in that role, you know, and yeah. I, I take the role and once I'm in that birth room, I am, I am a doula, like <laughs> nothing more than a doula in that room. So, and I know I can, I know I get there each time. Mm-hmm. It's just, um, uh, yeah, taking the time to actually just, just do it instead of like feeling I need to take the classes and read all the books and, and, you know, have the doula bag like packed and ready to go. You know, <laughs> right. it's more about like just doing it, just getting in there and doing it. Awesome. All right. Well, thank you so much for sharing that with us. Um, The next thing I'd like to focus in on is having you share really the flip side of that big struggle and have you share a movie moment. And more simply put, that's just a time as a birth worker where you realize this. This is why I do what I do. I was meant to be right here, right now. Whatever that was for you, we'd love to hear it. Okay. Um, Let's see. It was my third birth as a doula. Um, The mama did not want to know much. She, She basically decided she wanted to kind of go into it blindly. Hmm. She had a really good friend that told her about doulas and what they do and, and suggested me and she hired me right away. But she told me right off the bat, you know, she didn't want to know anything. She didn't want to read anything. She just wanted to get there and, you know, and, and do it. Um, I did, you know, do my regular um, prenatals and we went over all the comfort measures and I did all that stuff. But other than that, she, she didn't want to read anything. She didn't want to know anything. So Um, I got the call and that hospital where she was delivering had the previous month, a 75% cesarean rate. Um, yeah, it was, (laughs) it was pretty rough at that time. And they were running out of like, they were running out of, um, just supplies even at at the hospital. Yeah, it was pretty awful. Um, but, uh, I, you know, we did all the things prenatally, I gave her uh, books and pamphlets, hoping she would read some things and just, you know, but she, she really wanted to go into it blindly. Um, I I got, I'm sorry to interrupt. Can I ask you, was she doing that from more of a self-empowerment standpoint? Like, did she just absolutely believe in her innate ability and just didn't want to get bombarded with information or was there, did you have any clue as to why she wanted that? Yeah, it was more of a fear. Um, I, I feel like she's, felt like if she read too much into it, it would freak her out a little more. Okay. Um, so she, it wasn't an empowered, empowered place. It was definitely a fear based place. Oh, uh, she just didn't want to know. Yeah. Yeah. It was. And she told me straight off the bat, she just, she didn't want to know anything. She just wanted to, to do it. And I said, you know, I'm still going to teach you the things that I think you should know going into it. And you know, it's just those simple things like the comfort measures and mm-hmm. just how to breathe correctly. And you know, all the, all the little things. Um, that I could teach her beforehand, you know, in the, in the weeks coming to the, to the birth. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was, it was unbelievable. <laughs> but, uh, it once, uh, I got the call and, um, the second I got there, uh, she didn't know like what to do, where to go. So I just kind of jumped right in and she needed that like nose to nose, like she needed me mm-hmm. in her face and she needed me telling her exactly what to do. And, uh, you know, we, we got through it, uh, but there were times throughout the labor where, uh, the doctor came in and he kept kind of telling her, you know, Oh, this keeps going this way. We're going to have to, we're going to have to do a cesarean. He came in about five times and said that to her throughout her labor. 
Um, so basically he was threatening a cesarean, you know, mm-hmm. and I just kind of kept going and I was nose to nose with her and just kept going, kept going, kept going. And, uh, she had the baby, everything went well. Um, she ended up getting an epidural and things like that, but, uh, everything, everything else went really smoothly. Um, and the doctor pulled me aside afterwards and shook my hand and said, here, I actually have exactly what he said. <laughs> he said, he said, you, my dear, saved my patient from a C-section and I thank you. Wow. And I was blown away. <laughs> I was blown away because doctors don't usually do that. Mm-hmm. Um, I, not in my experience <laughs> and not from experience, you know, from other doulas I've talked to or other mamas I've talked to. So, um, I was blown away when he did that. And I remember leaving that, that birth feeling like, oh my God, I was meant to be there. I was meant to be doing this. I was meant to be a doula. Like here it is, here I am. (laughs) You know, I felt really good after that. Oh, that's awesome. And I've got to tell you, I was getting nervous. If I was, if I didn't know this was the movie moment story off the bat, I would have thought, okay, we're setting up for the biggest struggle because I hear, okay, you've got a client who, you know, kind of wants to stick her head in the sand and doesn't really have the best recipe for a great outcome. But lo and behold, I mean, you guys, it sounds like you had a beautiful moment and um, a beautiful experience together. So I'm so glad, I'm so glad that you guys were able to share that with each other and that you were able to get such a wonderful testimony from that doctor as well. Oh, that's got to be wonderful. That's yeah, got to do wonders for you and your esteem and your ego as a doula. That's great. Oh, absolutely. I felt so good after that one. Awesome. So what I'd like to do next is dive into the nitty gritty where we just get to learn a little bit more about how you work as a birth worker. So to start, Jesse, what would you say is your biggest strength as a birth worker? I think my biggest strength is um, I'm pretty intuitive and I can be very calm and focused um, when I'm at a birth, especially when I'm in a birth space. I have, um, I know I'm there to serve and I feel like my hands go where they're needed and my mind quiets and my heart just fills the room when I'm there and I, and I just do what I'm supposed to be doing and I can focus on, you know, just that one client at that one time in that one place. Oh, that's awesome. Great job. Yeah. What would you say, alternatively, is your biggest weakness as a birth worker? Uh, my biggest weakness, I know I've, I've mentioned it before, it is really just focusing on one thing on the business end. Mm-hmm. Um, that's really a hard, hard thing for me. Um, that's it. I think I just, um, yeah, I think I'm just kind of scatterbrained when it comes to the business part. <laughs> yeah, I know that's really hard for me. Um, and then really just in a lot of things, and my son really struggles with, Uh, just focusing on one thing at a time. So we use FOCUS as an acronym, kind of like you do with NEST. And so FOCUS for us stands for follow one course until success. And so he knows that that by heart because we're always reminding him of it. And so little by little, we hope that'll actually help him to focus a little better. I love that. Awesome. Well, thanks. (laughs) Um, What is one thing that has you inspired right now? Um. Well, I, the one thing that's inspiring right, right now is, uh, it, you know, in light of the, the recent incident that happened with me at Target is uh, breastfeeding, just anything breastfeeding related. Okay. Why don't uh, you tell us a little more about what exactly what happened? Sure. My daughter was one month old uh, that day. We went to Target to do some shopping and uh, she needed to eat while we were in the store. We were finishing up uh, purchasing our items and we walked into the cafe area and we just I plopped down and started feeding her. And while I was in there, there was uh, 
another man. Um, there's a man in the, in the cafe area, uh, who started yelling at me because I was breastfeeding my baby. He was very offended that I was, uh, feeding my baby in the store in public. Um, and he used many profanities, <laughs> uh, and told me that I was disgusting and just said all these awful, awful things to me. Mm -hmm. And, um, the Target employees and some other shoppers in the store kind of came and, and helped me out and they basically shooed him out the store. Um, yeah, it was pretty, it was pretty awful. He said some really awful things. Oh, that was terrible. I, I do remember seeing your video, um, the video you had posted because it kind of just went viral after that, at least in the birth community. So to me, it seemed like, um, it really spread like wildfire the news yeah. of what happened to you and the attack that you went through and how you overcame that um and I remember watching the video and I was just shaking watching yeah. it you know I could the fear came through at least all the way to my side I can only imagine what it was like actually being there in that moment for you um sure. and so so I'm so glad you know Jesse and I were able to get connected because of this incident because we did want to bring this onto a platform like the Dearest Doula podcast to help spread that message of normalizing breastfeeding and so um it sounds like the support that you've received in light of that incident has been overwhelming and so if you wouldn't mind just taking a moment to touch on on what that support has been like and and how that experience has helped to influence you as a mother, as a breastfeeding, well, as a breastfeeding mother, um, as a birth worker, as a woman, anything like that, we'd love to hear that. Sure, sure. Um, yeah, the incident itself was, uh, was pretty awful. And I did capture some of it on my on my phone, which is mm -hmm. why yes, it went viral. Um, there was about uh, 33 million views. And wow. if you combine uh, two of the videos that were made up using the video, um, I got thousands of messages from moms. I've got, um, I mean, dads too. I got amazing, amazing support, you know, from, from all over the world. I, I got messages from 20 different countries. Wow. Uh, yeah, it was, un it was pretty unbelievable. I mean, it, it kind of, it, it, it happened all so fast, you know? Um, but yeah, as, uh, as a woman, I definitely felt, um, like, I definitely feel like I, I need to uh, stand up and help normalize breastfeeding, like do my part, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, and uh, as a doula, I definitely want to um, use this and, and, um, and do more with uh, breastfeeding and learn more about that so I can help other moms. Because it is a, it's a hard thing to do. Breastfeeding is not easy. When you're a new uh, mom, and you are like in the throes of, you know, just having had a baby and right. your hormones are crazy and you're, it's not an easy thing. And then to be out doing it. And I never felt, I never felt, um, afraid or scared to breastfeed in public. I never even thought about that. I knew that there were people out there that didn't agree with women breastfeeding in public, but I never thought anyone would say something to me. I'd heard from lots of moms in my state, you know, like, um, yeah, that basically that, yes, there are people in different places that that will say something or that, you know, it might turn into a scene or something, but that everyone said, oh, but not in Connecticut. It doesn't happen here. You know, don't worry about it. It doesn't happen here. And, you know, my one month into it, I'm out in public and, and this happens, you know, it was, it was pretty crazy. So I, I definitely, I want to use it um, to, to help other moms as much as I can. I got messages from women saying, um, you know, I saw your, I saw your story. I saw your video and, um, I, you know, I just want to tell you 
my own story. I got stories from plenty of women. And one, I remember one in particular, a woman wrote me and said, the, you know, breastfeeding was really hard for her. And when it came to breastfeeding in public, it was just something she just couldn't do. She didn't want to do it because she knew that there could be some sort of, you know, backlash <laughs> from somebody and that she just gave up breastfeeding altogether because of wow. it. And that, that broke my heart. Yeah. <laughs> it totally broke my heart. Um, and I, yeah, I just got messages from so many different people and telling me their own stories and, you know, telling me their own successes and failures in, in breastfeeding and it definitely needs to be talked about more often. It needs to be out there. It needs to be, um, it definitely needs to be normalized because it's something we, we do to, you know, we're feeding our babies. That's all we're doing. I got lots of, I did get some negative stuff too. Um, and I remember uh, people saying like, oh, you're just an exhibitionist and oh, you just want to flaunt your, you know, flaunt you what you've got. I'm like, I'm feeding my child. Why would you think that I'm trying to show my, my body off to people in public? That is, that's the last thing I'm thinking, right. <laughs> you know, I may not use a cover, but I am very discreet and I know how to, you know, get the baby on without, without lifting my whole shirt up for the world to see, you know, <laughs> so it's pretty unbelievable what some, some people said. Wow. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, I mean, I'm so sorry that you did have to go through that incident, but at the same time, I love hearing the support that you received as a result of that. And so thank you so much oh, for coming sure. forward and for, for posting that video and for sharing your experience and for opening up the doors of support to not just you, but all the other women who may have experienced something like that. It got a conversation started, you know, in Absolutely. a lot of places too. And so yeah. I know even just on a little bit of a personal note with my own daughter, um, breastfeeding in public, I think she was only a week old at the time when that happened. And so I was still in my, my little birth bubble and hadn't mm. gone out anywhere. But um, knowing that I was breastfeeding her and knowing that I'd soon be going out in public, I, I had to really think about it because just by nature, I'm a very modest person. Um, sure. I don't even like wearing sleeveless shirts. Like it's just who I am. Sure. And sure. so the idea of breastfeeding in public um, indiscreetly is a little outside of my comfort zone, but it's something that I've been working more on just because it is something that I don't want my daughter to have to worry about by the time sure. she's breastfeeding. And so I don't do it for myself as much as I do it for her. And um, and having stories like yours and reading through all of the beautiful and empowering comments that people left on your video and on your feed mm. and everything um, really, really impacted me personally, too. So I just wanted to say thank you for that. And um, sure. thank you for adding to the whole normalized breastfeeding movement that's going on. Yeah. Yeah. It's been fun. <laughs> and I had my first that big latch on, uh, this past weekend. Oh so yeah. So did fun. I. That, that was, yeah. that was a lot of fun. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, um, I guess we're going to go ahead and redirect back into the, uh, the birth worker business segment. Okay. And mm -hmm. so Jesse, what is one personal habit that you feel helps to keep you on your A game? All right. Um, I think a personal habit that I have, is actually listening to childbirth and doula podcasts, cool. <laughs> like one of like yours, yeah, like Dearest Doula. Um, I, I, it just keeps me motivated and informed. Um, and I also spend a lot of time with doulas in my community. Um, and we, you know, we talk shop whenever, whenever we can. So mm -hmm. that definitely helps keep me on my A game. Awesome. Do you have any other um, favorite podcasts that you'd like to give a shout out to that our listeners can check out? Um, oh, I like. Uh, Oh, Fear Free Childbirth uh, with Alexia Leachman. Um, and 
what are the other ones that I like? Oh, yes, obviously, uh, Progressive Parenting with Gina Kirby. Awesome. I love those. <laughs> All right. Thank you for sharing those. We'll be sure to put links to them in our show notes page. I haven't heard great. of the fear, fear Free Childbirth one. Oh, she's great. I love her. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, what is one internet resource that you swear by? Um, an internet resource that I swear by? Oh, that I love spinningbabies.com. Cool. It helped me a lot during my pregnancy. I did all the exercises, you know, daily. Um, and I think it's just an, uh, it's just a phenomenal website. Um, and, uh, yeah, and just, I end up actually just watching a lot of YouTube videos as well. That's another <laughs> just <laughs> childbirth, you know, just, uh, childbirth or doula related, uh, YouTube videos. Awesome. Let's yeah. see. And we have an episode of spinning babies that our listeners can check out. Uh, I don't have the episode specifically. I'm going to have to look that up. So I'll have to edit that in later. But I just okay. wanted to make sure I remind myself to put that in. <laughs> and that was featuring one of our the trainers, Mariah Millette. And she did an absolutely amazing interview, um, really breaking down how effective spinning babies is and, and why it's so important. So Oh, that's great. Yeah. Um, all right. What is one book that you would recommend to the Dearest Doula community and why? Um, Ina May's Guide to Childbirth. I love her. (laughs) I find Ina May fascinating. I love her. She's brilliant. And um, I actually, during my birth, um, I I made up these little uh, pennant flags and Mm -hmm. I put... um, I put different mantras on there. I actually had people fill them out at my, at my baby shower as well, but I, I did my home, my own strand and my favorite one, uh, was sphincter law, soften the jaw. And I, obviously <laughs> I got that, I got that from Ina May. Yeah. Um, I just love her. I love her. I love her so much. And I think she's brilliant. And I think everyone, if you are going to have a baby, you should read that book. <laughs> I mean, I think it's every woman about to have a baby needs to read that book. That's Absolutely. Awesome. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, I just want to take a little side note. It just sounds, I love hearing um, your testimonies because I'm, I'm hearing so many similarities, like, well, with the daughters and the home births. I also had pendants strung up um, around my home birth. And I didn't do mantras, but what I did was at my baby shower, I had people fill out. Um, what their wishes and hopes were for the baby, and then those yeah. went on dependence. So oh, I could that's read wonderful. them during the birth. So that's just so funny that we, we had a couple of the same yeah. same ideas. So that's great. <laughs> um, okay, what is one item that you consider your must have as a doula, other than yourself? Um, my item is actually uh, Penny Simpkins' Birth Partner. Cool. I think it's an awesome book. Um, it's easy to use with. Um, with new parents, mm-hmm. um, it's easy to like navigate things uh, with the new parents. It's it's just an awesome guide. It's very easy to use. Um, yeah, I think that's it. Absolutely agree. I think it's just such a great quick reference. And for me, it's still my comfort blanket or my uh, my what is that called? Not comfort blanket. Your I don't know. I, I totally <laughs> lost my train of thought. You know, that thing that babies, everybody, every security baby, blanket? my security, security blanket. blanket. Yes, that's yeah. <laughs> totally my security blanket at birth. So I keep it in my back, my birth bag, and it's just my go-to. So I yeah. love that. <laughs> I always have it. Yeah, I love that book. It's fantastic. <laughs> All right. So next we have the $300 question. <laughs> Let's say you woke up tomorrow in a completely new town. Your food and shelter taken care of, and you have three hundred dollars. What steps would you take in the next ten days to build your business? 
First of all, I love this question. <laughs> it's one of my favorites. Um, I think, okay, what I would do is I would take the money and um, I would make up flyers identifying who I am and what I do and what I can offer. Um, I would probably purchase like digital ads. I would make up a business card um, and I would wear, I would make up one t-shirt, one single t-shirt that I could wear around, <laughs> just saying who I was, what I do, um, just kind of get people talking. And then I would spend time in um, local libraries, playgrounds, maybe a prenatal yoga class, uh, hospitals, baby stores. Um, and then I would talk to like um, midwives and, and doctors and, and just kind of get to get a, like a little buzz going on, on what a doula is and, and what I can offer the community. Awesome. Great job. Yeah. Now, whether it comes to business building, attracting clients, or marketing your brand, what are some specific strategies that you've implemented that you really feel have helped to elevate your business? Sure. Um, that one was, I was a little stumped on only because I am still a Nula mm -hmm. and I am kind of, you know, I, I don't feel like I'm quite there yet, but um, for me is my boyfriend's a graphic designer. So I ended up just coming up like him and I worked together and we came up with a great logo um, and, you know, working on, you know, making your logo and your website just be, you know, easy to use. And, and um, I don't know, just that I think that's the only thing I could really come up with um, and just like building building relationships with other doulas in the area. Um, I don't know. I've done that a lot, too. So I feel like that's kind of kept me in the world and kept me going. Okay, cool. Thank you yeah. so much for that. Sure. And then lastly, what is a success quote that inspires you? Um, I ended up using a quote uh, about birth. Uh, so birth is not only about making babies. Birth is about making mothers strong, confident, capable mothers who trust themselves and know their inner strength. And that's uh, Barbara Katz Rothman. Okay. I just really love that quote. <laughs> awesome. Thank you so much for that one. Well, Jesse, the Dearest Doula community truly believes that what you do matters. So let's go ahead and take a moment to end today's show by you sharing a parting piece of guidance to our listeners, a little bit more about your business and the best way we can connect with you, and then we'll say goodbye. Sure. Um, I'd say my words of advice is just find what inspires you, find what, what makes you want to live, and just grab it and don't let go. <laughs> Awesome. And then just a little more about your business and the best way we can connect with you. Sure. My business is called um, Nest Mother Baby Services, and I'm located in Collinsville, Connecticut. Um, you can reach me uh, on my business Facebook page, which is facebook.com slash Nest Mother Baby, or on my personal page, which is just Jesse Marr. Awesome. Well, the Dearest Doula community will be able to find links to everything of value that you mentioned on today's show by going to dearestdoula.com, clicking on that podcast button and finding your name in the archives, or by simply typing Jesse Marr, which is M-A-H-E-R in the search bar to have your episode um, pop right up. So thank you so much again, Jesse, for coming on and sharing your experiences and um, all of your insights with the Dearest Doula community. We send you a big warm hug and thanks to your interview, we're now all one step closer to being connected, educated, and empowered. Have a great day. Great. Thank you so much, Natalie. <laughs> thanks. Thank you.